When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Glovers Cast. It's me, Ian, and I am joined by Ben Barrett and Dave Coates this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Very well. How are you? Yeah, a bit tired. A slow Sunday morning. Always. Um, Coatesy, what about you? Have you recovered from your drive to the Midlands? I was going to say, that is a lot further than I remember it being. It's been a long time since I uh, troubled myself with the M6 and a bit of the M5 as well, but... uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just about recovered now, I think. Good, good. And how was the afternoon in Stratford? Warm. Well, quite warm. Yeah, it was uh, It was interesting. Well, as interesting as a pre-season friendly can be, I think, because you, you, it's one of those things, isn't it? You never quite know what you're going to, what you're going to expect and what you're going to see from, uh, from, from these performances. But I have to say, it's been a long time since I've been to a pre-season friendly. Probably one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. Um, at a pre-season friendly, which yeah, is a bit of a qualification, I suppose. <laughs> that must be about two seasons. <laughs> yeah. Or did you I go can't... to? Did you go last year when we started playing? No, no, no we lost three 0 there last year, didn't we? But uh, yeah. I can't remember the last time I went to a pre-season friendly. It could possibly have been down in Yeovil somewhere, but yeah, I don't remember one. But I, I always remember them being a bit like a, a bit of a procession, aren't they? Like a bit of a training session, but. Uh, and obviously, when you bring on, make as many changes as we did in the second half, then it still has that feel about it. But I think Stratford, uh, obviously, you know, they're quite a number of divisions below us, aren't they? But uh, but they'd obviously, you could tell that they played a few games um, ahead of us because they they looked sharp uh, and they looked 
they, 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 they gave us a good game, actually. They, 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 they had their moments. I mean, I don't think they really created a great deal. I can't remember either Grant Smith or Max Evans doing much. Might have had one shot on target. But, um, yeah, uh, Liam O'Brien, I have to say, for them in goal, was fantastic. Ex-Yeovil Town player, Liam O'Brien, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, ben, what's your view on pre-season? Because I've sort of changed changed my view over time. I sort of thought, you know, you can't read too much into the results. Um, it's all about getting match fitness and that sort of thing. But when you look at how we did last pre-season, and by all accounts, it was a pretty woeful pre-season. I think we lost at Stratford, struggled at Taunton. Um, I think we might have done okay at Western. Um, it sort of was a bit of an indicator of how our season was going to go. It's quite inconsistent and we never really seemed to, I don't know, we didn't start very well, did we? And, you know, I think if this new side, which Darren Siles sort of suggested is going to be a more controlled side, can start pre-season well and actually, you know, start winning and get winning early, then I think, you know, I think that's probably a good sign. I think it matters more to the individual players than it does to us. I couldn't care less whether we win, lose, draw. But I think there's, there is a bit of a feeling after a break of wanting to get back in at competitive levels. And I know that's not for three points. And I know it's not for, for anything that matters. But the feeling of, of having the ball at your feet, of, of a through ball working, of a cross landing on a sixpence, those sort of, those sort of feelings that aren't quite tangible until you do it, they're the things that the players will be looking for. Of course, they'll be wanting to get in their fitness levels up and they'll want to make sure that they're hitting any targets they have to run in a certain amount and they'll have the, the tracking devices on and all the rest of it. But for them, I imagine it'll just feel like just getting that ball rolling again because we've said it a thousand times that momentum matters and just players that are in form will stay in form for a little bit longer. So for, for the players, I imagine it does matter for us I can care less. Just get out of it with no injuries and nothing uh, sort of untoward. And, and you kind of take it and you kind of just think that's okay. But for the players, I imagine, I imagine the players will want to make sure that I imagine the strikers will want to feel the ball hit in the back of the net. I imagine the goalkeepers will just want to pull off a couple of good, if not fairly comfortable saves. They'll want to get the feeling of diving to their right or to their left and hitting the ground hard and feeling a bit sore when they get back up because they're going to have to do it a lot over the course of the season. So it's just about getting those those individual feelings back in again. And so for them, I imagine it, it does it does have some significance. For us, yeah, minimal, minimal. I'm, I'm certainly not worried about the fact that we've only, quote, beaten Stratford 1-0. We could have beaten them 10-0 or lost. It doesn't really bother me, to be honest. We could have beaten them by a, a good degree more as well. Like I said, Liam O'Brien pulled off probably three really good saves. We had two ruled out for offside, which were offside, to be fair. So, you know, you count in even half of those and you're into like threes and fours, aren't you? But uh, yeah, to your point about it uh, meaning something to the players, there were a few tasty tackles going in. Uh, Dale Gorman put in a, 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 a pretty lively one. There were a few bookings as well. I didn't think they gave bookings in... Um, pre-season friendlies unless they were red cards but yeah there was there's a good sign that some of our players um were keen to impress shall we say well that's good to know isn't it it's good that they want to get tackles in early you know you like that you love a tackle <laughs> there, there, there's, but there's people out there who love a tackle more than i do but um uh yeah there, there were certainly a, a few we did see uh darren so in the bar before the game and uh, it was mentioning about uh, Dale Gorman 
and he uh, and he's described him as, as, as said he's horrible. You'll love him. He said. So, <laughs> I don't I don't know exactly who I thought I was, but uh, he did say uh, that was something he said. So uh, yeah, and he certainly yeah, put himself put himself about a bit as well. I think I think we had four captains as well. We start, started off with Mark Little as captain, and then I think it went uh, Gorman when he when Little came off in the half time, and then. Then Gorman went off and it went to uh, Matt Worthington and then it went from Matt Worthington to Joe Quigley. Um, so yeah, everyone had a go. I thought I was going to get the arm man at one point. <laughs> As the leadership group. Exactly, yeah. Characters <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the lineup was pretty... Uh, do you think it was pretty obvious? I, th- I think it felt like a first choice, maybe Worthington. You know, we'd like to see Matty Worthington probably, but it felt like that might be what the manager sees as his first team going into the first game of the season. Obviously, we don't know who's going to come in. And there was the usual procession of trialists. We had four trialists yesterday. And during our due diligence in the evening, we've, I think we've managed to identify <laughs> identify all of them. Uh, I reckon we got three out of four, maybe four out of four. Ben, you're more convinced about uh, the fourth one, aren't you? Yeah, I yeah, I think I think Colin is Colin, whatever his name was, Colin Daniel, or whatever. Colin Daniel, yeah. yeah, I think I think maybe it is. Maybe he's just had a rough night's sleep or something. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I he's just had a rough say. night's sleep. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's questionable. It's questionable. It does make sense. Sort of adds up. Sort of dropping out of that level, experienced player, adding a bit extra bit of character. Sort of the 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 semantics behind it all kind of do add up to it being him. Whether or not it physically is him, I don't know. Um, but yeah, certainly the other three got them pretty quick and fair play to a couple of people who sent text messages saying, is that thingy? Is that, what's his name? Is that thingy? He was at Charlton. Is that thingy? Is that, what's his name? Um, so yeah, big shout out to a couple of guys who sent text messages going, I think I found him. I think I found him. I found him on this website. I found him from release from here. So we got there eventually. They can't hide them for very long. It's a- that Barnet, that picture of him at uh, Burton, of Colin Daniel at Burton, that's, is that from 2019? 2019, yeah, yeah. If you go um, on the Glover's Trust website, you can see that's him signing from Peterborough to Burton in 2019. So that's three years, uh, two years ago as well. So. Yeah, I mean, as you said and in our chat. two years. As you said in our <laughs> chat yesterday, he's had a hell of a paper round. <laughs> <laughs> if this is him, he's not going to like us for saying yeah. <laughs> They all yeah. listen. They all listen. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ben, you spent your Saturday evening digging through um, Aberdeen release <laughs> lists. Queen's you really Park, did as well. You really Queen, did. Queen's Park Rangers released lists, and then Queen's Park, just in case. Yeah, just in case we misheard, <laughs> and it wasn't Queen's Park Rangers. It was Queen's Park, Aberdeen, and Queen's Park. I thought those two might have had a bit of a coming together. Might have shared a few players, so I was like two and two makes seven hundred and four here. <laughs> so I'll just check the Queen's Park release list as well. So that didn't that didn't come to any fruition, and it turns out he was never at either Queen's Park Rangers or Queen's Park. So great, that was it. Well, he was he was at Queen's Park Rangers. So this is Harlane and Bayo, isn't it? He was the centre half who came in the second. So like, yes. So because when I looked up, because uh, the detective work we did here was we 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 got a tip from a source. That, uh, that this lad had something to do with Aberdeen. So Ian then messaged an Aberdeen podcast who saying, is this someone? I think we said there was a guy who played for, a guy who played for crew, who it turned out actually played for crew yesterday. So unless he was some kind of time lord and he could be in two places at once, that would be, that would be impressive. But they, uh, the Aberdeen pod uh, and supporters, ID'd him as a uh, Harlane and Bayo. 
Um, and I looked, there was an interview with him, which I think you shared with us, Ian, on the Aberdeen website that I've linked on the on the um on the on our website. And it says he was in, he had a brief moment at QPR's Academy um, uh, after he played for Anderlecht. So he was born in, in the Democratic Republic of Congo, moved to Belgium at an early age, played for Anderlecht from eight years old, originally as a striker, then became a central defender. You've had one of them before, no, the other one, yeah. Yeah, with uh, Omar Sawumni, uh, he was going to be the new Kenwin Jones, wasn't he? Um, and then he, then he moved to England at 15, joined QPR's academy, then went and joined Oxford's academy, then get, uh, got fed up at Oxford apparently and started playing non-league with his mates for Bedford. Got spotted by someone from Aberdeen there, moved up to Aberdeen, and then seems to have had various spells, including one at Truro City. So he seems to have gone from Aberdeen to Truro, which is about as far as I imagine he can go in the country, but, and, then, and then back to Scotland. And he was at Airdrie, I think it was, uh, summer uh, 2020. So, yeah, he's, he's moved about a bit. The question I have for you is, is it possible for a trialist to become a cult hero? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe not based on 45 fairly anonymous minutes, where I do, the only thing I can remember was I remember him winning a couple of headers, but... Uh, well, that's what you want from a centre-back. Well, exactly, yeah, yeah. He could. He, he made me on his way. Maybe give him a couple more friendlies. <laughs> Did any one of the, the new lads stick out for you? I know it was a brief, you know, they might have had a brief moment on the pitch, but did anyone, the new guys we've not seen before, stand out? I think there was the lad, uh, the lad, the lad Dalling, <laughs> the shame Dalling, the boy Dalling. Uh, who, who was um, came on at half time for Ruby Reed up front? That's not why I like him because I came up for Ruby Reed. Um, but he, uh, he 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 looked alright, and, and maybe it was just because he was playing up front, and therefore he was where I was stood at the ground. Um, and you don't really know the centre half too much unless they do some something crazy, do you? But um, he was quick. He was tricky. Um, alongside Joe Quigley, so obviously a very, very different player. I think I described him as uh, Neufeld-ish as opposed to Neufeld-esque. Um, and it's probably very hard to judge him on 45 minutes. But he looked like he had maybe a little bit something more about him. I, I think we'll definitely see him again. Um, and, uh, yeah, Colin, Colin Daniel, um, if it is Colin Daniel. Air quotes. Air quotes Colin, Colin Daniel. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw all all of them again um, in the next friendly, which is next Saturday, is it? Yeah, on the screen, yeah. At home. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were all still there. But I think if I was going to pick one that would definitely be there next weekend, I'd say it would be Dalling. And what about our players who we've actually signed, the new guys? Yeah, yeah. What about um, them? Any of them? I, I'm thinking, you know, Mark Little as captain for the first 45. Does he... There was a couple of questions about his fitness and injuries and everything when he signed. Um, good, good forty-five from him. Uh, yeah, he's playing. Well. You know, he went, it uh, went forward quite a bit. They were play, seemed to be playing a fairly solid-looking four at the back as opposed to five. But um, they, but yeah, he was, he was, he was going forward a bit. Barnett on the other side, on the left side, uh, was 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 getting forward a lot as well. Um, Barnett played the full ninety minutes. Looked very uh, yeah, athletic. Um, uh, Mark Little, you heard him talking a lot, even with my knackered ears. I could hear him from the other side of the face talking. <laughs> so um, he, uh, yeah, he looked like a good, um, what was it, a standard setter. I think Darren Cassell called him at the end of the game. Um, so he looked good. Uh, one player, and again, maybe it was just because 
a very big pitch at Stratford. Maybe it was just because they were on the same side as me, but um, uh, Charlie Wakefield, who I want to call Josh Wakefield, but that's another one, isn't it? That's, um, I can't remember who he's playing for, but, but he, looked, he looked very good. Again, looked very um, fit for a, you know, for a first game in pre-season. Got forward a lot, uh, you know, wanted to take players on. I mean, one play probably impressed me more than any who came on in the second half was Toby Stevens. Looked really uh, assured and controlled on the ball. Whenever he got it, he did something with it or he didn't lose it. Um, yeah, so Toby Stevens, I was uh, impressed with again on his 25 minutes or whatever it was he played. He looked, um, he looked good. So, yeah, there were... Plenty, plenty of good signs there in as much as you can tell anything from this kind of game. I suppose the one thing we forgot to talk about is the score. Obviously, we won 1-0. Well, we, we, we won 1-0, uh, yeah. And it was uh, Mr. Knowles. Don't fall in love with footballers. Tom Knowles. Yeah, with... yeah. And it was a Tom Knowles trademark goal, I think. He um, kind of picked it up just inside the box and then sort of get, went outside the box because he can't score from inside the box. <laughs> Don't do tappings. <laughs> No, yeah, exactly. and then then he unleashed a, I won't call it a thunderbolt, but it's a very well placed, um, yeah, very very good goal. Um, but yeah, that Darren Sar wasn't overly complimentary about him in the uh, in his post match uh, press. I think uh, Sam on the on the interviews asked him, were you were you pleased with uh, with Tom Knowles? And he said, no, no, I wasn't really. I wasn't really that impressed. I he lost his position a lot, and uh, or, or, I mean, he wasn't. Uh, you know, the, the all action Tom Knowles we um, saw last season, but he, he did enough for the first game in preseason. So maybe a bit of a psychology from the manager there, I don't know. But yeah, a good goal, nevertheless. Yeah, um, good. Good for him to get on the score sheet. I feel like it feels like he might be in a little bit of a different position sort of this season. He, towards the end of last season, he was a bit. We tend to be we had the wide players, didn't we? Neufeld would be a bit wider. Um, I think it looks like we might see Knowles more centrally behind the strikers. Do you think that's the way forward for him, Ben? Quite possibly. I think I think we're starting to see if if, if the first game of the season tomorrow, and like the first game proper of the season, you can kind of pick your your side and i would probably put tolls uh, put Knowles, tom Knowles, at the top of a diamond with probably a worthington and a staunton and a gorman and the likes of that in behind so i do wonder if we might see see him a little bit more centrally and just allow him a bit of freedom because if we haven't got neufel on the other side you don't want to have it sort of unbalanced and force the play down one side you kind of want it to be sort of yeah, sort of free. So sort of let Tom Knowles be Tom Knowles. He's exciting. He's attacking. He gets the things happening. So for me, yeah, probably. I think one thing I was going to, I was looking at the lineups and, and those who came on. I mean, it's it's almost a million, a million dollar question. But in terms of a defense in the midfield, we're kind of at the point where we could start, aren't we? I mean, we all think we need another striker, possibly two. There are probably loans to come in. I'd like an extra left back. I don't think Barnett is an out and out left back that you can hang your hat on for 50 games in the season. But if you had to start the season tomorrow, you could. And that's a strange feeling for a Yeovil Town fan on the 25th of July. I don't think I cannot remember for the last five, six, seven, eight seasons where I've ever been able to get one preseason game in and go, 
well, we could probably go. <laughs> we could probably start. Whether or not we'd be winning or whether or not we'd be in any position to go up against Wrexham and their Hollywood mega cash, I don't know. But yeah, it's a, it's a strange feeling of settlement that makes me almost a little uneasy. Yeah, I suppose that's one of the the things about you talk about Wrexham and you know they're going to be going for a bit of a maybe even a bit more of a rebuild in terms of having a new manager so he's going to be you know getting used to players that are already there getting used to um you know bringing in new players as well which may be being done I don't know if they've got a director of football as such who's leading on that sort of thing I'm not sure but you know I think it's weird to be, I know it's only been one game, but it is weird to be in a position of a little bit of optimism without really knowing what we're going to come up against, isn't it? Is it, but... is it pressure-free optimism because of the money being spelt elsewhere? Like, everyone thinks one, two, and three are set. Everyone thinks one, two, and three are going to be um, Cashterfield, Stockport, and Wrexham, and then probably Notts County and Torquay. So and Southend. And Southend. So there's your top six. And so do you think for a club like Yeovil and probably maybe as many as a dozen others, you kind of go into the into the season thinking, well, everyone else has already picked their top six and seven. Everyone else knows who's going to finish in the playoffs. So do you know what? Actually, we've got a decent bunch here. Actually, we've got a side that are all saying the right things. It's been very noticeable. Dale Gorman did it. He was the latest to come in and say, I'm here to win promotion. They're not afraid of saying that word on day one. Um Mark Little did it. I'm getting to the end of my career. I've got one more promotion left in me. Charlie Wakefield did it. I'm here. I'm, a, I'm an exciting young player. I've had my injury problems, but I feel like I'm a football league player and I want to get back to the football league and take you over with me. They're not afraid to say these things. Is, are they doing it pressure-free because of the ridiculous things happening at other clubs? I wonder how many people, if you went back to this time last season, how many people had Sutton United as their champions for Exactly. Last yeah, exactly. Exactly. There is, there's always a Sutton. And there are Barrow, others that... The year before. Yeah, exactly. There's always one of those teams. I'm not saying it's going to be us, not by a long shot, because like I say, there's 12 others probably thinking we can be Sutton United up against these juggernauts who are sent spending silly money. Silly money. There's going to be a lot of very unhappy owners when this salary cap kicks in, in next year or the year after, suddenly having to ship a lot of players out. They're gambling now. Um but yeah, I just I just wonder if they're if they're happy to be in that pressure free scenario of do you know what we're gonna we've we've got a good bunch we trust what we've got we've got leaders we've got players that we we think we're excited by Tom Knowles being being one of them and if we can add little bits of quality and, and youth and whatever from a loan system that we're in a, a solid enough place and a full preseason which is what we've wanted what I've wanted what I've called for is just a solid normal preseason Touchwood all being well looks like we're gonna get most of one. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, I'm not one to get massively overexcited about beating Stratford from a couple of divisions below 1-0, but it's just a nice feeling of being settled. that I'm, I'm enjoying more than anything. I'm not panicking going, we haven't got a goalkeeper. Why haven't we not got a goalkeeper? We've got two. <laughs> yeah, and how often have we had two goalkeepers at the start of a season? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I think we it's quite we last season. The number, the number of trialists we had is quite few. Normally, we'd yeah. have you know, eight, nine, ten, wouldn't we? But the fact we only had four, um, and I don't know, I mean, from their performances, it would be asked to say that any of them uh, were there just to, to, to make up the numbers, but maybe there were a couple in there that, that, that were. I, I don't get the feeling that the managers are looking to 
you know, to, to add in bundles of trials. Maybe if he if he finds um, if he finds a good one, then then he'll bring him in. But um, well, we yeah. did we did say this the other day, didn't we? That you know we thought maybe there wouldn't be that many trialists because we've got quite a, a squad, a mix of youth, and there's only sort of a couple of holes left really that we'd be looking to fill. And I wonder if the loan market's going to be where those holes are filled now. I think I think you're probably looking at a you know a Warburton esque transfer, you know, one you know, someone from League One or League Two that comes out of nowhere really, like like Warburton did last year. Um and you have to wait in. for those. You have to wait yeah. for those because they, the League One and Two clubs, are waiting for the Premier League to decide who they do and don't want, waiting for the Premier League clubs to use the kids in the preseason friendly as a bit of a buffer. And then say, right, you've done nicely. You're going out on loan. You go to League One. And then suddenly there's a midfielder or a striker in League One that's now one place further down the pecking order because they've gone and brought in a Premier League kid who's done okay in preseason. So that's that's why you have to wait for those. You haven't got much of a choice. It's nice that we've gone and got Simpa nice and early. That's a nice one just to bed in and, and get that loan deal sorted because you get a whole preseason with them and then they, they essentially become your player. Um, but... Yeah, I think I think that's that's got to be the way to go. I mean, a, a loney left back, they're ten to a dozen loney strikers all over the shop. There'll be there'll be young strikers scoring goals for League One and League Two clubs during preseason that think they're going to get a chance in the in the in the first team, and then they go and loan somebody, and then suddenly they're like, oh, actually, I'm not going to get a chance. So I'm not I'm not panicking about a lack of second, uh, a third, or fourth striker just yet. Come maybe maybe by the time we get to Wrexham, I'd like to have one in because we start a little bit later than everyone else. But yeah, I think I think I'm not panicking just yet. No, me neither. Me neither. Um, should we? We'd be remiss of our duties um, not talking about Albi Skendi and the absence of Albi Skendi. Um, yeah. Very unusual. Yeah. It's, there, it's there, really was a, unusual. there was a lot of people asking where he was uh, among the Stratford supporters. They were looking forward to seeing him as well. And I had to answer the question of, so where's Albie today? Um, and the best answer that I could give him was, well, at the start of the month, somebody on Instagram saw him in Los Angeles. So we get him. The last place that we saw him was in America. Um, that's it. And when I did say that to a Stratford fan, they mentioned to me that when he was with them, which obviously was a few years ago, they said, oh, yeah, I remember he had an American girlfriend at the time that he was at Stratford because um, there was a I think there was a thing at that time, a couple of years ago, where they were trying to get her a, a, a visa to to come over to the UK. But um, that was that was it. That was about as much detective work as we're able to do. The only thing I can categorically confirm is he wasn't there yesterday. It's really unusual, isn't it? Um you know i think we're reaching a point now where something needs to be something needs to be said about the situation if, if you know if there is something to say either he's back from america and isolating or he can't get back from america because is it a red country i don't know i'm not sure what it is that we're a red country to them perhaps i'm not sure yeah, um that way around, isn't it? Yeah. yeah or he's you know angling for a move <laughs> Like, or he's still injured because he ended last season injured. He missed the last, what was it, half dozen games with yeah. some, um, it was fairly serious injury. 
I mean, if that, if it's not, if he's not ready, that's fine. Like Morgan Williams was just left out. He was there yesterday. We saw him in the stands. If he's got a bit of a knock, if he's got a bit of a don't, there's absolutely no risk, reason to risk him. So that's fine. You leave him out and you just say, just, yeah, you'll be back training Monday. If that game meant anything to anybody, Morgan Williams would have been available. So if he's injured, fine. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, you'd have, you'd have thought he'd, he'd have been about, you know, been about training. Depends how injured he is, I suppose. We weren't really told. Yeah, we've not been told. We've not been told that. The last news we've had is that they've extended his contract. So at some point, that's gonna come home to roost, isn't it? Is he gonna buy out his contract? Are we gonna sell him? Does he want to return to England if he's in America? Does he want to play for Oval anymore? It's just, a, he's one of these players who played so many minutes over the last two seasons that, and the manager always talking about him, how much he loves him as a player to then, where is he? <laughs> Why is yeah. no one talking about him? Um, you know. The only definites we seem to know is that he's on contract or, like you say, extended air the last season and, he doesn't seem to be at the club at the moment. They, those seem to be the only two definites we've got about anything. And um, it, I'd agree with you. He's probably coming to that point now where we do have to, somebody has to say something because otherwise, um, you know, the vacuum of saying nothing is uh, is just going to get filled with people saying, oh, well, I saw him in Kuala Lumpur last week. But, uh, <laughs> Heard it here first. He's off yeah. to Malaysia. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the I didn't Malaysia. see him in Kuala Lumpur. I wasn't in Kuala Lumpur. The, the Malaysian wing of the green and whites. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got an Angolan version. Can't rule it out. Um, and yeah, I, I agree. Let's just, I mean, if we can just stop rumour. Because <laughs> yeah. there are as many harmless and completely reasonable reasons he's missing as there are. Oh, actually, there's an issue here. Actually, there is a visa issue. Oh, there's a quarantine issue. No, no, he's refused to come back. Oh, no, he has said he's having extended holiday, whatever it is. But there's also, yeah, he's just still a bit injured. He hasn't had a chance to train properly yet. So we've asked him, don't worry about it. Take your time. Come back. No, actually, he's in quarantine. He landed on the he landed on the 17th. He's got two weeks in the hotel now. Fine. Cool. No one cares. But, <laughs> just say <laughs> like, something. <laughs> just say, yeah, we're now at the point now where, like, it's time to tell us now, I'm afraid. Like, and to... The Stratford, the whole reason we're playing Stratford is because of him. <laughs> the whole yeah. reason we're playing Stratford is because we signed him and it's in the contract that we have to play them for a couple of pre-seasons or whatever it is. So another one next season, uh, they were telling us. So they were saying, uh, oh, we'll see you next summer. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, yeah, 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 there's three games. Three games yeah, that's what I, I do seem to remember them saying something like when we signed Skendy, like, oh, yeah, we're going to go up to Stratford and they're going to host us for the next three or four years or something. So I imagine we do play them for a few seasons yet. So... And that's all because of him. And so you would have thought that he would have been there if he could have been there. I'm sure there's another link to Stratford other than Albie Skendy. Wink, wink. Um, I can't think of any. Can you think of any? Can't think of any. Can anyone out there think of any? I can't think well, of any. There you go. There's, no. a, there, there's a bit of, bit of, bit of gossip uh, for you. I spotted Jed McCrory in the uh, in the stand, a, a friend of, of our chairman. I can confirm he does not breathe fire. He does not have two heads. Uh, <laughs> but he was talking to Tim Flowers. Da, da, da. So there you go. All your Stratford Town rumours. I don't know where Tim Flowers is, the manager. He was at Barnet, wasn't he, last season? But he not was sure talking it's anywhere at the Tim. moment. Oh, there you go. So there's your, there's your rumour. The Stratford rumour mill starts now. 
he was he solid, have, solid. Did he have, imagine it wasn't he so he was, yeah might be from around that did jed mccrory have a half and half scarf a stratford yeovil half and half scarf or not uh, not that i noticed no no, no? no. oh well then he's, he's got nothing to do with the football club i don't you know if he had a half and half scarf then fine but he didn't so no oh brilliant did you see either max or may I didn't see Max or May. Though. Oh, no, well then, no. then, 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 what are we worrying about? Yeah, yeah. There was no one there. There was nobody. No, um, you no know, building development programs uh, being discussed that I could see. So, uh, yeah. So I, I imagine Max and May must have been somewhere else doing that. There you go. There we go. Uh, what was it like being in amongst punters again? Other humans and yeah. other humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was, uh, there was, there was. Uh, little or no social distancing although the signs were still there but um but yeah um it was good i mean there were a few people there who i hadn't seen for a very long time since uh dover athletic uh because obviously those people that i saw weren't able to come to the Optimum game i went to so yeah it was good to see them have a have a drink and a chat with some um some stratford fans while we were down there as well I was obviously running around trying to stalk the trialists and get pictures of them. Uh, if you do look on our website and you look at the picture I took of Colin Daniel, air quotes, again, air quotes. then um, uh, you will see he's looking straight at me and probably thinking, who's that weirdo taking my picture? But uh, yeah, there were plenty of people doing that, so I'm sure they uh, sure they expected it. But yeah, it was good. I mean, it's a nice little setup that they've got there in Stratford, tidy little ground for, for what it is. They had a bar. They had a, uh, had a bar inside the ground as well, so um, you could have a you could have a beer inside the ground, which is a bit of a novelty as well, isn't it? Yeah. You didn't know because you were driving, right? I I had one in the bar at the beginning of the game. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, by the time I, I got back, yeah. Was it a beer or was it fizzy shit? <laughs> yeah, it was a beer and fizzy shit. <laughs> well, it was a lager. So if uh, yeah, if you if you believe was listening, then it, it, it was nothing that you would approve of. I think it was Australia actually. So yeah. Bought, bought a couple of a couple of pints at Kingston Press for some other people as well. So that might just about strike the equilibrium of uh, the alcoholic equilibrium. I say that we've had a few. Oh well. Is there anything else we want to talk about this morning? Should we talk, should we talk about that lovely white kit that's accidentally not ever going to be seen again? Yeah. yeah I'm going to switch off now because. <laughs> it was like watching Real Madrid. What a nice white kit that is. How nice and clean was that? I'm not a big fan of white kits, but I looked at that and went, they've kept that simple. I mean, we were a big fan of last year's white kit. We were a big fan of last year's <laughs> white kit. We still are. Still got it. But. Yeah, I looked at that yesterday. I know it's just that's just a looks like it's just off the rack. I imagine if we scrolled through the Hummel online catalogue, we'd probably find that shirt. Um, but yeah, that's nice, that wasn't it? I quite like that. Apparently, we're getting a new one, getting a new one this week. Yeah, that's exciting. I, I agree. I do like, I, you know, I'm not against it being the away kit. It's probably a nice, cheap option as well <laughs> if it's off the rack. <laughs> <laughs> Keep for them, it'll just cost us yeah. 45 quid a pop. No, no, if, if it's off the rack, hopefully they'll keep it at, you know, 20 quid for the punters rather than 45. Um, yeah, I know Coatsy switched off totally at the thought of whatever kit we're having, but, you know. It's got to be better than last year's monstrosity from Hommel, though, hasn't it? Yeah, as long as as long as it's a, uh, as long as it's green this time. Green. no text all over it. I think, you know. Apart from, the, apart from the good people of Jurassic, 
what is it? Jurassic Wi-Fi. Jurassic Fiber. Jurassic Fiber. <laughs> yeah. I like the little shell fossil. Sorry, Ben, fossil that they had on the uh, on that thing. Well, it's Jurassic. It's not going to be a shell. Jurassic. It's a fossil. It was a shell once upon a time. It was, and now it's yeah. an ammonite. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Who knew we were getting this level of um, fossil knowledge? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I thought Dave would know all about oh. fossils, in fairness. Hey, <laughs> he was there when it was alive. <laughs> there we go. The first ages comment of this year. <laughs> this season. This season, yeah. Yeah, yeah not this year. So, you know. Well, yeah, so the kit. There we go. Excited about the kit this week. Maybe we'll get some confirmation about Albie this week. And maybe we'll have some other news this week. Who knows? Um, if you've not listened to the Mickey Spencer, Neil Coates interview yet, listeners, uh, take 45 minutes out of your day to have a listen to it because they were great value, weren't they, Coatsy? They were good fun. Yeah, they were. They, and it was good. Uh, I mean, it, despite the fossil comment just now, it, <laughs> that, that, that period, I mean, I remember going to that Arsenal game. But it's uh, yeah, so that that's kind of when my time began in that uh, that Steve Rutter kind of era. So uh, a little bit before my time, some of that. So uh, there, that couple with the chat we had a couple of weeks prior with uh, Will and Tim was um, yeah was a was a bit of a learning experience for me as well. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good. But we've had some good ones this summer. Kevin Gall, Hugo, obviously. The chat we did uh, with um, with Steve uh, Salden and Jimmer about uh, about Gary Johnson. Yeah, there's uh, if, if 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 people are just finding the podcast, there's a few you can go back on the website and um, and have a look uh, have a look back. And and can I just give a bit of a plug for the uh, the the cyberspace uh, uh, way travel guides? Which, yes, bravo, um, sir, bravo. Yeah, which uh, which Hugh 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 is Hugh, um, a cyberspace original has been um, tied, I've, I've been tidying up what we've managed to side, uh, salvage from cyberspace. And uh, and then Hugh has gone in and um, uh, sorted out the pubs because as we've uh, spoken about before, I know nothing about beer and Hugh knows everything. So uh, so yeah, we've got there. We had a Stratford one up, which um, I think a few people mentioned yesterday, they'd seen um, the Wrexham one is now there and ready to go. So if anyone's planning a day out in Wrexham for the first game, there's a good, um, there's a good little guide there, and then we're going through. I think we've got Aldershot almost there as well, and then um, what's the next one? Stockport, and then and then Oreham Wood. I think I think Hugh said Stockport. He hadn't been to for quite some time, so the pubs might be whatever they were last time we were there, but um, because um, obviously we weren't, we no nobody went last season, did they? So, so yeah, have a have a look at those if you're planning on any away games. And um, we were worried about how we were going to fill the summer. At one point, we were like, so what are we going to do? Fill the, the content void with hours of top quality Yeovaltown content. <laughs> Medium quality. Yeah, Fair to middling <laughs> quality. And fingers crossed we've got a couple more. This is getting a bit 50th episode. Um, but fingers crossed we've got a couple more interviews that we'll be able we were, to get out. We were in really the... hoping for a main event, weren't we, tomorrow morning? That had to be canned. Yes. Yeah. We're hoping the, the the replacement isn't going to be horrendous. By the way, we're hoping, but yeah, there is a there is a main event caliber interview on the way. I hope I'm not going to say anything to anybody until it's physically recorded, because I know what footballers and ex footballers and and other people are like. 
but I'm not saying anything, but if, if this lands, if the lads can land this one, I tell you something, you're in for a treat, Glover's cast listeners. Yeah, that'll be a nice end to our preseason, our preseason filling of the void, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, gents, should we uh, knock this one on the head? I think so. Forest Green okay. next week. Are you going, Coach? Are you going to Forest Green? <laughs> I'm not going to Forest Green. Is that Yeovil, isn't it? Oh, is it at home? Oh, like, is Ian, are you going? Hopefully, yes. Oh, that'd be nice. The wife's working. I'll have to ask for a, either I take the boy or sort out some childcare for a couple of hours while she, until she finishes work, then then we'll be there. Very nice indeed. That'll be good. Yeah. Stratford right. is about as far south as I'll go for a pre-season friendly, <laughs> unless I've got some other reason to be there. And that's about about halfway between uh, Lancashire and, and, and Yeovil. So yeah, maybe Forest Green Island is a bit, bit of a stretch for me. Yeah, yeah. Right. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Thanks, soon. Take care. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. Stansfield, good turn away from Trot, goal! ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>